When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Mornings. Julian DeStoot with you. The racing action never stops. Either does this man, Gareth Hall. Last week, Gold Coast. This week, Perth. He's been good enough to join us this morning. Hello, G. Jules, great to be with you. Yeah, it's been a busy time and it was a... It was an interesting weekend. Um, there was plenty happening, to say the least. What, what are you doing in Perth this week? Well, we had a Perth Cup runner. Um, and um, so after the Gold Coast and after doing the um, winners to the millions on Saturday morning back in Melbourne, we headed over to Perth um, for the Perth Cup. It was take two of the Perth Cup. It was unfortunately had to be postponed mm. after um, – uh, an incident there on New Year's Day. So we're over in Perth and it's been pretty good fun. Um, up nice and early to do giddy up. But, um, <laughs> Very early <yeah>. start. <laughs> uh, um, no, it's been a lot of fun as always, mate. And up the stadium, I tell you what, where they've got the SEN studios here, it's just a terrific place. And um, this is the best stadium, I think, in the country at the moment. So looking forward to the football season recommencing. But there's still plenty of cricket to be played, of course, here with the scorches going okay. Outside of the MCG, of course, you mean. Best stadium in the country. Yes. yes. Oh, well, it's a, it's a, a new modern stadium, um, Optus Stadium. I haven't um, been yet, but I look forward to going. Yeah, Everyone. well, you, you shouldn't really comment if you haven't been, Jules. <laughs> now, Buster Bash uh, did it pretty comfortably in the Perth Cup. Yeah, he was terrific for David Harrison. He had a lovely run. He had a terrific turn of foot. There was question marks whether he would get a strong 2,400 metres, but because the way that that race was run... Um, it enabled him to still finish off strongly because they didn't go overly quick and he was the best horse in the race and he raced away for a, a, a dominant victory. So he'll have a break now after having a chat to David Harrison on Giddy Up this morning and it looks like they'll try and find a trainer in the eastern side of the country and um, he'll be set for some of the country cups, I would imagine, coming up in the spring. So... Well under Harrow, he's one of the good blokes of the racing industry in WA, and it's a great story. They only purchased this horse for $10,000 at a winter sale in Perth, a Magic Millions winter sale. So um, he's been one hell of a buy, and he was terrific on the weekend. Obviously, the big story was the Magic yep. Millions. So called off after two races uh, due to the big wet. Uh, so the, the track manager or the curators spoken about there might have been a, an issue with a sprinkler. There's also been talk that he was, you know, might have been a bit misled by the forecast. So, what will the fallout be here? And is there, is there blame to lay at the feet of anyone? How does it will it all play out from here? Well, he's come under attack, Navesh Ramdani, especially on social media, who's the track curator on the Gold Coast since Saturday. He was a track curator that's well respected in the game. He was at the ATC for a long time in Sydney, looking after Rose Hill and Ramwick. And then he was poached, basically, by the Gold Coast to head up their um, renovations, basically, for a new track, which will be happening straight after Thursday, now Thursday's meeting of the Gold Coast. So um, it's a it's a tie track, the Gold Coast um, track. And unfortunately for Navesh, there was a sprinkler that leaked and 
that caused a little bit of surface water on the track. So he had to move out the rail a little bit. So they got away from that, that wet patch um, on Saturday. But the problem was the rain that the unpredicted rain of 13 mils that arrived on Saturday and the track just simply couldn't handle it. And it's difficult. And we had this chat with Wayne Hawks this morning with um, what track curators do under this particular situation. Now it's a little hard to explain to people who don't know racing, but so most of the, the, the requirements around the country for track curators is to present a track at a good four, um, which is the perfect surface according to racing jurisdictions. So it's been, it was a hot week on the Gold Coast, drying conditions. And the week before they had a fast track there um, on the Gold Coast, they were running really fast times. So Nevesh decided to water the track um, and put 40 mils on the track since that Saturday meeting a week before the millions. And it was only by, by the time Friday rolled along, it was a beautiful week there weather-wise on the Gold Coast. And there was only a mil predicted, I think, and a 40 percent chance of rain on the Saturday, according to the to the weather bureau, the bomb. And unfortunately for Nevesh, um, the weather bureau got it wrong, and there was more rain as expected, which meant that the track had too much water, and it didn't cope with it. And it was just drizzly, annoying rain, which is difficult for the track um, uh, to cope with because it can't dry out. So, yeah, he didn't have any luck. Um, and the track's tied, it does desperately need an upgrade. So that's what they're doing after the race meeting on Thursday. But it wasn't good because there was a lot of money up for grabs. It's Queensland's biggest race day now. There would have been about $80 million um, invested from a punting perspective at that meeting. That won't be happening come Thursday. So it was just a complete and utter disaster for everybody involved. But unfortunately, it's an outdoor sport, and sometimes this situation comes up. Um but, yeah, it wasn't a good day for, for the Gold Coast Turf Club or Racing Queensland or for, for the Magic Millions for that fact after they had a really successful sale um, leading up to their race day. It's been a Gareth Hall from Giddy Up with Gareth, SEN Track. Got this one off the 40 weeks temp, and I thought I heard this when I was um, here listening to some audio this morning. So it says, am I correct in that they asked the jockeys to vote on whether the race should continue or the races? And if so, is that normal? Yeah, because the jockeys... Safety is paramount in this situation. The jockeys are the ones putting their their um, they're putting their lives on the mm. line by competing in, in this sport. It's the only sport that the ambulance follows them around. So they should get the say whether they feel safe in competing on a racetrack that's been affected by rain or the visibility. The visibility was bad as well on Saturday. So they are consulted by the stewards and they also consulted the trainers and the jockeys and the trainers came to the conclusion that they thought it would be best if they moved the meeting, whether it would have been on Sunday, yesterday, or that they give the track a little bit more time to dry out and, and they race on Thursday. So, yeah, jockeys do have a strong say on whether meetings go ahead and they should have the final say because it, it's them that are competing um, and putting their lives on stake to 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 race and and compete, so I think they should get the, the the final say, and that was the case. The jockeys basically thought that it wasn't safe for them to and the horses to compete on Saturday, and that's why they postponed that meeting. So, how does it work Thursday now in terms of like how many people will go that might have gone on Saturday? Will they turn up on Thursday, and how much sort of 
I guess gloss is taken off the event, the fact that it's now being run as a midweek race. Yeah, day. it's it's not ideal, but I don't know what other choice that they had because they they could have run it yesterday. And I think if they knew that the weather was going to be like it was yesterday, it was a beautiful day on the Gold Coast, and they would have competed on a Sunday. Um, but there was rain predicted overnight, so they had to make a decision on Saturday. And once again, the Weather Bureau wasn't on the money. So um, they decided to go to the Thursday because it was – um, fine conditions for the majority of the week leading up to the Thursday. And there's no Queensland meeting on a Thursday. Now, many people say, well, they should have just pushed it back a week to a Saturday. But if they did just that, that means Racing Queensland would have had to sacrifice the Saturday Metropolitan meeting, which would have cost them more money because they would have lost a lot of money regarding their revenue that they would get back from the turnover that last Saturday would have produced. And they're going to cop a, a massive hit because – they, as I pointed out, they usually turn over around $80 million on Magic Millions Day. It's their, clearly their, their biggest day of the year. Um, so they probably might only get half of that now because usually on a Saturday when you've got a big meeting like the Gold Coast, it's supported by a Flemington and a Rose Hill mm. card and Metropolitan Racing in the other states as well. So they are going to take a hit. Um, but if they went to the Saturday, turnover would have been better. Um then what would have happened or well, that what would happen on a Thursday, but then they would have had to sacrifice another Metro meeting. And it's not fair on say participants in Queensland because they would have targeted certain horses, even though it's lower grade and hasn't got their, um, the, 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 the prize money um, that they would be competing for, like on a magic millions day, there's still, there's still um, a lot of money up for grabs and trainers, um, they make sure that they prepare their horses if they've got a campaign. So if they miss out on competing in a Metro race like on a Saturday, it makes it difficult for them. So I think they had to come up with that decision and it's not ideal, but that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Speaking of jockeys, Gareth, we know they're tough and they're they're quite often riding with injuries. Jamie Carr at the moment, uh, riding basically with a, a broken foot. She said she's got a bone chip currently causing her pain in the saddle. Um, She's going through a bit at the moment just to get out there and race. Yeah, they're tough, these jockeys. It's not like other sports where if you've got a broken foot, you won't be able to run, but they just need to sit on a horse. So you should be in a little bit of discomfort, Jamie. But um, when there's so much prize money up for grabs, especially with Magic Millions Day, she had a couple of really nice rides in two $2 million events there last Saturday on the Gold Coast. And then after the Magic Millions, basically – the summer slash autumn carnival gets into full swing in Melbourne and then they've got the bigger races in Sydney. So these jockeys, it's hard for them if they've got an injury um, to take a little bit of a break. So if they can ride through the pain, then there's too much money up for grabs for them to to um, take a couple of weeks off. So she's tough, Jamie. Um, she'll get through it, but it's not ideal, but it hasn't stopped her riding well. She rode the first yeah. winner. In fact, they had a couple of races on the Gold Coast before that meeting was postponed, and she rode that first winner, the favourite in the Country Cup. So she's still riding really well, but um, like any athlete, sometimes that you have to just get through some tough moments and um, fight through that pain barrier and be resilient a little bit, and that's what Jamie's doing at the moment. But she's, we all know how, how good a jockey she is, and 
Um, it hasn't stopped her performing on the track. Just like in your sporting days, Gareth, I'm sure you would have played through <laughs> the pain parrier. Now, no. Gareth, now, Gareth, now we understand yep. it was a no-brainer to call the races on, off up on the Gold Coast, of course, as you've explained. But Murray Bridge. Yeah. Now, Murray Bridge. So it wasn't raining. It was hot. It was windy. And then just like when you deliver a gag, the tumbleweeds came through and they had to call it off. Yeah, you're working beautifully here, Jules. Some of you better stuff. You've, and Wayne Hawks is telling me that you've really come on leaps and bounds with your racing knowledge over the summer period when you've been filling in for Jared. But, you know, I felt for the Murray Bridge Turf Club because it was out of their control. Strong winds. It was a hot day. They pushed the back, pushed back the race beating because of the, the heat there in South Australia. But um, obviously Murray Bridge is in – regional South Australia and there's some farmland surrounding that racetrack. And when it's a hot day and it's been pretty dry in that part of the world, um, the, the tumbleweeds run havoc and the race club can't control that. They can't tell the farmers to make sure that they spray their tumbleweeds because they don't want them impacting a race meeting. But it was a, I've never seen that before. It probably won't ever happen again. But unfortunately for Murray Bridge, <laughs> would you believe? And um, when it rain, it when it rains, it pours. Um, so we had that situation on the Gold Coast, which was hard to believe. We had the early start at Flemington, and many people forgot Flemington was on mm-hmm. because of that heat policy. And then, would you believe the tumbleweeds cause havoc at Murray Bridge, and they have to abandon their race meeting after race number two? So it was a forgetful day for the racing community on Saturday. And who calls them Roly Polies? I don't know. Is that a no. South Australian thing? Is that like palmy? But you're and not a country boy. You wouldn't even know what a uh, tumbleweed is, would you? Yeah, I know what they're, a tumbleweed they're is. Bloody annoying. Yeah, they're, they are annoying, especially um, when there's not too much rain about um, in country areas. They um, they can ruin your garden, and it's no good for playing backyard cricket either. So, or if you've got a pool in country a country area, and the tumbleweeds. Um, <laughs> Um, cause problems with your pool, so it's just unfortunate. But it was a it was a freak occurrence there on Saturday. So what can you do? Yeah. Mother Nature. It's an outdoor sport, and sometimes you got to overcome these particular hurdles. And unfortunately, you can build a roof. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> plenty of money in racing. There is plenty of money in racing, but I don't know if Murray Bridge would be high <laughs> on the priority for racing South Australia building a roof. I grew up in the Dandenong Ranges, my friend. That's basically that's country. That's not country, Jules. That's basically country. No. Um, have you have you had um, Heppel on this week, the Essendon no, captain? No, here we go. You, you, now, now the tumbleweeds will come through if you're trying to be yeah. funny. No, footy season not far away. I was, I was having a coffee in um, Fremantle yesterday. and Were you? Had a couple of um, Fremantle fans having a chat. And they Recognised they, you, did they? Yeah, they did, actually, from the days back at Perth. Um <laughs> Uh, they said, just get on. We're going to win the flag. So there you go. They won't even make the eight, mate. Yeah, I agree with you. Their, their list has actually got job. worse. Yeah. I ran into Darcy done. Gardner on the Gold Coast. I'm dropping names a bit like oh. you these days. But <laughs> he was telling me the boys um, from Brisbane, Dunkley, settled in nicely. Ascroft is a, he's a young man with a an old head. Um, he's been one of the most professional there on the training track, the number one draft pick. So the Lions surely have to be favourites with all markets favorites? heading into this season. They have to be. Who's favourite? Well, the team that won it last year pretty good. Yeah, I know, but um, you got Tommy Hawkins that'll miss half the season. 
They haven't got Joel Salwood, their inspirational skipper. Oh, I think that the Lions have got the, the Cats covered this year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Now, so will you will you go to the Gold Coast on Thursday? No, no. Um, I'll be back in Melbourne. I'll watch them from um, Melbourne, but I'm looking forward to it. It'll give us something to look forward to on a Thursday. Well, the Australian Open's on. That's pretty geek. Yeah, but the Australian Open, it lacks a little bit of star power for me this year. Um, well, well, hang on a second. Uh, well, Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal, not big yeah. enough names for you? You named five women in the draw for us, Jules, right now. <laughs> Some household names. Yeah, Iga Sriontek is the world number one by the stop. length of the Flemington Straight. Jessica yeah, McCullough, world number three. Yeah, stop Googling. Of the stop <laughs> Stop I'm not Googling. Googling. I'm just reeling off some names. With no Wash Barty, the Australians had to get a wild card. In fact, there was no one that actually made their way from a rankings point of view into the final draw, so we had to give them a free pass. So, Kyrgios, if he goes out in the early rounds, the Aussie Open is in all sorts well, of... Well, you stuff. don't rate Coco Goff or Caroline Garcia? You don't rate no. these players? No. No? No. Belinda Bencic, so. superstar, <laughs> Maria Sakari. You don't rate Isn't any of these players? No, is, is Maria Sharapova playing? No, she's not. No, she's not. She's not. Probably, they need John McEnroe back in the draw. I watched that Channel 9 documentary. Oh, was that any good? Him. I wanted to watch yeah, that. It I was, didn't see it last night. It was night. far better than the Netflix documentary going on in that tennis. That disappointed. Well, didn't they bury the lead in that? I didn't, well, they, they buried hardly, a lot they of hardly, things. They hardly spoke about the biggest drama in tennis for years, Novak being deported. They glossed over it in about 40 seconds, Sam. Yeah, records. and they lacked that much content that they had to continue to show vision of tennis players playing on the tennis court that we've already seen. But we wanted to be behind the scenes. <laughs> anyway, it sounds like you and I are just having a phone conversation. So we probably should move on, uh, get to the news. And uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Gareth, this morning. All right, then, Jules, make go sure you get off the stadium. You must have been very up early this morning. Oh, yeah, was, I'm ready to go. Um, I might go out for a bit of a run now and, um, yeah, get back to Melbourne today. Go out for a run. Give me a spell. You're just going to go and have some breakfast and have a sleep. Uh, thanks for your time, my man. We'll talk to you soon. Good on you, Jules. Thanks for that. Gareth Hall uh, is in Perth. He'll be back in Melbourne uh, later in the week. You can hear him every morning on Giddy Up with Gareth on SEN Track. Uh, let's get to Anna Pavlou in the newsroom. AO Radio, now on the SEN app for a pinnacle of engineering. Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted.